Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. Today, we welcome powerhouse mama, Sharice Williams. Sharice is the mom of Mikey Williams, Marvin Williams, and Sky Williams. Her firstborn, Mikey, is one of the top three picks for the 2023 NBA draft at only 16 years old. Sharice has powerful and purpose-filled children, and she offers us advice on how to steward leadership. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready, because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to Write It Down. Today, we welcome powerhouse mama, Sharice Williams. Sharice, welcome to Write It Down. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. So do people call you Reese? Do they have a nickname for you? What What do you go by? They call yeah, they call me Reese. So people who like really like know me, family, very close friends. Reese Dub is my Instagram, so I get a lot of that. Reese Dub, I Mama, love that. Mama I William, <laughs> I love that so much. So you have three kids. You got Mikey, Marvin, and Sky. Um, tell me your favorite um, thing about being a mom. We'll start off with that. Oh man, just being involved with the kids in everything that they do, just their sports, the culture, um, being able to relate to them and just share, have them open up and share experiences with me. And we're just a competitive family. So just like, just everything about it. I just, I, I just love it. Love yeah. Interacting with them. Yeah. You are a competitive family. I mean, you played sports. What, tell us what sports you played. Um, tell us a little bit about your athletic background. And so I played, gosh, since I was young, I started playing sports. I gave up the piano to play sports. Wow, um, my girl right there. At the age of nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, softball, soccer, field hockey, um, basketball. Definitely wanted to try cheer and volleyball, but during those seasons, like my basketball or softball coach was like, no, nah, I don't think so. so. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> if if it makes you feel any better, so I was not limber or like good enough for cheerleading. And then when I played volleyball, my dad always said volleyball is cheerleaders passing the ball around. So he's like, you got your fill in cheerleading because you were just cheering when the ball came over. I was like, all right, dad. But I grew up playing soccer. So I, I'm with you. Whereas there's always nice. there's always some competitive edge in me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cheerleading and volleyball is competitive as well. But it, I just always like laugh uh-huh. at that, that my dad used to always say that to me. It's like, don't worry you got your cheering in and I was like okay whatever but um so like let's 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 chat a second so you have three um superstar kids yourself you're a superstar so what is that like um especially with I mean everybody knows like Mikey up and coming and all this stuff what is it like to have that many eyes on you at once um you know I I try to kind of put it into perspective and not really um, focus on the number because when you do, you can kind of start to get anxiety and like, oh my gosh, like they're watching me. And so, but it is also helpful to be mindful that we have this platform, right? Mm -hmm. Where there are all of these supporters or people that are looking at Sky, looking at Marvin, creating fan pages, reposting our picture. So it really, um, I, I share with the kids and tell them to make sure that they use their platform for positive and always set a good example because you don't know what or why that next person is following you or looking at you, looking to to you. Um, Mm -hmm. you They might have a similar uh, uh, experience, life experience, or they might um, feel like, you know, you have this light or something that attracts 
that's attractive to them. And you always want to make sure to just, you know, be yourself and be mindful of setting a good example and working hard and encouraging someone else. So we use it as a platform to um, show, you know, we're regular, down-to-earth, normal people, Mm -hmm. and we care about you know, everyone from teammates to other kids that might want to, you know, continue on the path of uh, being high level in sports. Yeah, absolutely. And so when did all this like stuff kind of come about? Like how many years has it been where you guys have kind of been seemingly thrown into the spotlight? Wow. So when Mikey was in sixth grade, he's in 10th grade now. So four years ago, 2016, 16, mm-hmm. um, about 2016, 2017, he went, he played for Malcolm Thomas All-Stars, which was an AAU team formed um, by his godbrother, Malcolm Thomas, who played um, professionally overseas and in several teams um, in the NBA. And so that was Malcolm's way of giving back um, to, you know, start an AU team and, and fully fund it for kids who might not have uh, been able to afford all the traveling and accommodations and the shoes and so so on and so forth. So when he started the Malcolm Thomas All-Stars, they uh, wanted to enter. They went into it with a mindset of, we want to play the best competition out there. Teams that have already been together for years, like, who is the best? So they thought out um, the North Coast Blue Chips, which is Bronny's team. And um, they happened to be playing, I think, at the, a tournament in Charlotte, North Carolina, ironically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, they, you know, got into that tournament, and their intent was to go out and, you know, be noticed. These kids are from the West Coast, Southern California region. And so they went out there with a the mindset to take the tournament trophy and just kind of get on the map Um and they accomplished that, and that's actually when Mikey caught the eye and the attention of LeBron, and they immediately just clicked. And so it was a genuine, organic relationship. Mikey and Bronny, Mikey, you know, respect Bronny um, and how, you know, he plays. And, of course, LeBron and everything that he contributes to the game, that was his favorite player. So it was kind of like, you know, this crazy moment for him but they just um joined up after that and when they went on when mikey went on the road with the north coast blue chips it was like you know all the cameras were there and so the attention was there and mike just kind of turned on what he normally does on the court and that's when we noticed the uptick and just attention and it just kind of blew up from there yeah yeah and i'm sure um you growing up in life never would have thought your life would look like this as an adult um, Not with, in a million years. <laughs> yeah, no. So, what did you think your life was going to look like if you could rewind like 15 years ago and talk to um, Reese Dub 15 years ago? What What did you think your life was going to look like? Um, kind of like how I was raised, just like the typical of you know I'm you know supporting my kids, making sure that you know they have great nutrition, making sure that mm-hmm. you know we work hard, and uh, you know I get them to all the practices, and just the normal route that you know uh, kind of was preached to me is you're gonna go through school you know, take care of your academics, go to college, and from there, you know, see what doors open up. So just kind of just the typical route that that everyone kind of expects. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah, uh, nothing like this. And um, so would you go back and tell yourself, and and, and we're kind of leading into something here, but would you have told yourself not to fear or not to be worried? Um. Actually, yeah, I, I definitely would have because 
the way that I was raised, um, you know, sports was, it was definitely competitive. I played softball at a high level. And so it was really competitive sport and, you know, there's only so many scholarships available. And so there was a constant worry that, oh, I'm not going to, you know, get a scholarship or, you know, I'm not going to get a chance to go on to college because, you know, then, you know, you have to try to pay for it out of pocket and, you know, it's, college is expensive I'm not going to be able to live my dream so I definitely would have told myself just take a deep breath just trust the process continue to work hard and you know it'll all work out and now there's there's a show on overtime tv called fear nothing for your family so tell me a little bit about that show I watched some of it um before this interview yeah, so Fair Nothing started as a concept. Um, over time, uh, approached the family, and they really wanted to um, capture Mikey's four years of high school, just with the attention um, on him, how he was trending, and all you know these all these followers all of a sudden started tuning in to who is this kid, and then you know you see his play on the court, and he's just like ruthless. He really yeah. has no fear out there. You know, when he gets thrown to the ground or you know cheap shots happen, um, he'll look at me in the stands, and the typical reaction from the parent is, you know, they're either irate or they're like, that's not fair, ref. And I just look at Mike and shrug my shoulders like, okay, well, the game's not over. And so he doesn't have that fear. And so um, over time, we went ahead and decided, let's see how it works out because this is new. We have cameras in our house, you know, all in the kids' faces. They're young. I didn't know if, like, this was going to cause um, too much of attention on them to where they would get distracted from school or other things. And so we um, said, let's try it out for a couple of years and see how it goes. So when um, they had the producer, Tay, um, said that he was going to cover it, we actually met Tay at an overtime event called The Takeover in New York. And so immediately Mikey and Tay clicked. Tay picked us up from the airport Mm -hmm. and it was um, really, it was a really good fit. He's a young, you know, um, hungry kid from New York that loved basketball. And so when Tay came out to the West Coast, we immediately accepted him as family. It's like we knew him for his entire life. And so it, ease some of the stress of being on camera and having the cameras in our face and she kind of like went over the storyline of like what we're trying to show you know we just want to show that you know Mikey's just a regular kid you know comes from humble beginnings both his father and myself you know how to work hard and you know weren't privileged and so we want to kind of show what that looks like at the end of the day for no other reason reason than nostalgia I thought it was a good idea and so um that's kind of how Fear Nothing came about. Yeah. And so how do your, um, how does Marvin and Sky, your other kids, like, what is their, what is their take on all of it? Are they just super excited for Mikey? Do they feel like they're, well, why am I not in the spotlight? Because, I mean, your kids are, like, younger. So, so how does that um, play an effect? And then you as a mom, how do you, you know, navigate just the different personalities of your kids and different callings in their life? Well, each of them definitely has their own unique personality. They're all very much alpha mm-hmm. children. So <laughs> they all are super confident. That's great. Um, Marvin is 13, so three years younger than his big brother. He refers to himself as the real MW1. So being that competitive oh, family right there, good. Marvin's like, uh, yeah, I'm the real MW1. You know, ain't nobody worried about you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And then, yeah, Sky, she's the middle child, and I think she's my most competitive child, like, period. I'm like, it's okay. She's all, I don't have to be hard on her and, like, give her those good critiques, you know, on softball because she does enough of that on her own. And so she found the opportunity was, you know, to um, 
corner tag and say, okay, so when are we doing my show? I need to be featured in this. So yes. they're very outspoken. Good. They don't really, you know, <laughs> worry about living in Mikey's spotlight because they're going to, they just have so much personality and energy and um, they're very close and they support one another unbelievably. So, yeah. And that's super important, especially because Mikey is so young with all this attention and it's only going to grow like the, the, the attention and the platform is only going to grow. So the fact that they have each other and you guys have a strong family, I think is, is, is super important. Do you, um, do you like worry like as a mom with, with all the, that, like that pressure on, cause your kids, it sounds to me like your kids put enough pressure on themselves, kind of like you said, but do you, do you fear that the, the pressure from the outside is going to make them, you know, break or like, how would you, um, counsel a parent that's going through kind of what you're going through absolutely i do you know i constantly you know um am worried if it's going to become too much for them to where it gets in the way of their um love for the sport mm-hmm. of them just waking up every morning and going about their normal life because sometimes it's like Mike can't go to the mall because we're in the mall and people are like in Foot Locker and the employees are just like a, a random shoppers like oh my god can I get your autograph and so it's like it's okay crazy. so I, I do worry yeah. um, especially when there's so many adults that look to Mike like wow this kid is cool and now they're starting to look to my daughter and she's a 14 year old so Mm. um, for those parents that are worried about that I would just say you know have a relationship with your children know your child one of the biggest things that I do with my kids is I constantly check in on their mental health Mm. and tell them you know if you ever need to take a break take a break like we're not forcing you to do this this is all you know it's whatever you want to do I'm going to support you through that sometimes you guys you need to like de-stress and um but you know what do you like to do go fishing i kind of make them take little mini vacations and um just know know how to support them through everything um when there's like for instance like there's cues like so sky i'll be on her kind of because um she's she's a big 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 eater and she loves hamburgers she could eat like five six seven in a day so i'm like hey you know sky i don't i don't know if you're gonna make it around those bases if you keep eating hamburgers but then when i see that she gets a heart on herself and you know she's having a frustrating time up at bat and she wants to hit the ball but then she gets hit by a pitch i'll you know i i can see her like just blood pressure mm. start to go up so i'll know to make a comment to her to reset her like um oh that's a good thing that's what we eat those burgers for yeah. and then she kind of laughs and lightens up so knowing your kids knowing how yeah. to like hit those points to reset them check in with them is huge yeah and they're all different all three of my kids are different so yeah I, with that. I think that's super important like as as a parent to, to know your kids personalities and know their likes and their dislikes and to not you know set them up um, for comparison towards their siblings or towards other athletes on the field um, because I mean we know that that once you get out there and you disappoint yourself and then you get in the car and your parents are harping on you that doesn't help like I, I remember just being my own worst critic as well in sports and like your parents are in there just being like well you should have done this and you're like are you I know I literally know that's why I shut down like it's 80% mental out there okay. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. 
P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the write it downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. With mental health and social media, how do you think those those correlate and what have you seen? Um, it's definitely an adjustment. You know, I, I couldn't imagine having that type of attention being available to the world mm-hmm. as a teen, you know, going through high school and all the transitions that, you know, you experienced back then um, with with the world looking in on you. So um, I just it, it's very important to make sure that something keeps you grounded. What is your purpose? Mm-hmm. What do you want your legacy to be? What you know, how do you want to pursue? Perception is everything, right, to people, and they don't know. So they'll see us on the show, and they'll think that we're, like, have some fabulous, glamorous life. But making sure to remind the kids, like, hey, what's your end goal? And let's keep working towards that and then take opportunities to give back. You know, it's, don't try to, you know, don't read your own press, I guess. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, for sure. Especially trolls are out there. You mentioned the word purpose. What do you think... You know, outside of, you know, being a mom, um, what do you think your purpose is in life? Um, I think that just being able to use this unique platform mm-hmm. to um, just show and support all of those supporters or all of those kids who look up to my kids or might even look to me as a role model to make sure that I stay true to myself and um, community. I'm a huge philanthropist. So making sure that, you know, I I, I don't uh, showcase myself where um, I place high expectations on the kids, just being a supportive and encouraging parent Mm -hmm. um, and using this platform. Like I cheer probably harder for Mikey's teammates than I do for him. Sometimes he doesn't like want me to cheer for him. And so that's me knowing Mike's personality. I know when to turn it up. If he like tries this crazy dunk, whether he makes it or misses it, you know, I know to stand up and be like, Hey, turn me up and get excited. But his regular play, he's like, mom, like, I don't want you to cheer for me. So knowing that, but encouraging the teammates because some of those kids, parents, you know, might mm-hmm. not be involved. They don't. They come from different situations. So I think my purpose is to be encouraging, supportive, and open. And all of his friends or Sky's friends feel very comfortable coming to me with anything, and you know, just being honest with them, and you know, just mm. as supportive as I can be. I love that, and I love what you kind of mentioned too with community. I think community, um, especially with like COVID and quarantine and all that stuff, you were really forced to kind of look around at who you surround yourself with. I mean, who you, who's the closest to you is kind of who you become. And so I I love what you said about that, of that, you know, that community aspect and sports definitely brings that about. Do you foresee sports going back to normal soon with fans? And I, I, I pray every day that it does, (laughs) just, you know, it's, Mm. you know, it's like a, it's, it's a way it's an outlet, right? So, you know, these kids we don't know what background they come from and sometimes it's the only outlet that they have and so whether or not they want to continue on to the professional level at least they can go to college and get an education and be open to a whole new world of opportunities Mm -hmm. um, whether it's a trade or whether it's you know through some profession like being an attorney a doctor or whatever um 
I, I do hope that it does. Yeah, right. I'm going to speak it in figures. Let's say that. Let's say it's going to go back to normal because it is sad that there's not there's not this community element of fans being in the stands and cheering for their team. It's what brings people together. I mean, we have so much division in our country right now, and sports is definitely something that even though you're divided against the team, there's still this level of well, we have the commonality of the sport, and so I really miss it. I think I mean our entire country. Is definitely missing that whole aspect of things. What is something that you learned about yourself during quarantine? Oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> it's a heavy hitter. Uh, yeah, question. Yeah, um, that I can sit still. Ooh. I'm all constantly on the go. I'm like you know OCD, ADD. Oh, same. On to the next. I'm, I'm all always of them. an appointment. Yep. Yeah, and so somewhere to be. So just being able to sit still and take some time to like, you know, like take those mental breaks for myself because as a parent, it's very wearing on you, you know, trying to make sure that your kids have access to every opportunity possible, no matter what, we're going to get you there. We'll figure it out. So mm. I think that was a, that was a big lesson learned. Oh, same. I'm, I'm the same. I'm go, 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 go. And then if I'm not going, I feel like I'm being lazy. It's like this paranoia right. that I should be doing something. But with quarantine, you kind of had to do nothing and also be able to to sit in your own thoughts, which I think most people are afraid of their own thoughts. Um, so I think that's really cool that you learned that about yourself. Do you foresee um, Mikey uh, getting an, like education past high school or just going straight into his um, MBA, his perspective MBA career? No, he's definitely interested in learning things. Obviously, he has his um, interest, you know, right, what right. he really is drawn to. Um, he's a constant learner. So it's funny because sometimes he'll just, like, send me random facts. He loves marine biology. So That's he'll send so me cool. random facts or, you know, I'll be talking about, you know, different fish. And he gives me all these, like, statistics and just really technical just information about them. And I'm like, wow. So he, he loves to learn. He loves to learn about his sport and just, you know, just in general. I love that. I think that's really cool. Do you do your other kids like want to pursue like college and college sports and all that? Yeah, definitely. Sky, she already knows what school she wants to go to. She kind of is trying to narrow down to whether she wants to be in law because she loves to argue. Doesn't matter what it's about, she's going to argue. Um, or you know, get into like some type of um, engineer, some type of sports product, and be in the sports world. That's fun. And Marvin, he, yeah, he, he looks up to his big brother. So, you know, he Whatever always he wants to try to one up him. And so he's, yeah. He but definitely. what does he call himself? MW1 or he's, what is it? What does he call? He, he calls himself the real MW1 because Mikey's, you know, goes to MW1. That's his, you know, yeah. his little brand. And Marvin's like, well, I'm the real MW1 because their initials are both MW. And so Mike, you know, Marvin, when he played for his basketball team, he told his coach he won the number one. So. <laughs> Man, your kids seem like they have like so much personality and they sound like kids that I want to hang out with, which is also really cool that you guys have been given this platform to show that you guys are just a normal everyday family with that you guys take this platform um, serious and you guys are responsible with it. So I think that's really cool. I, I do want to ask you, um, because a woman's intuition is super strong, but I think a mother's intuition is even stronger. So do you find yourself with some mother motherly intuition with just some of the people that are trying to get access to your kids? I mean, even maybe kids that are going to want to date your kids in the future. Do you have this like motherly instinct that just kind of like seeps out of you? And how do you manage that? 
absolutely, I sure do. <laughs> and so I can imagine. I think, <laughs> I think um, just like I was saying before, having a relationship with your kid and knowing their individual personality and being able to speak um, with them to them, not at them, right. and, and open up and engage in conversation about, you know, my intuition and kind of what I see and kind of what I hope that they look for um, in relationships, whether it's just like, um, you know, a, a romantic relationship or just like a friendship relationship. Um, we talk about everything. Nothing's off limits. And, you know, um, honesty and openness is huge. And I, I tell them, you know, you'll, I'll, you'll never lose my respect or I'll never get upset with you for telling the truth because it's all teaching. It's all learning moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then and so you went through some things with, I mean, in the past, like with your husband and stuff. So like, how did that relationship just like shape you and reshape you um, into this role today? And like having because you have an open relationship with your kids and them being able to see all this and and watch this unfold. Um, So I definitely learned that I'm stronger and I can handle more than I thought. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just being a mother, you know, you just, you kind of just do what you have to do, um, regardless of, you know, what mental state or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're in with a partner, you know, life is crazy. You never know what is going to come at you. And so I always am like a big picture type of person. I'm okay with the gray areas, but big picture. Okay. What's the goal? How old are the kids? Where do they want to go? What, you know, what are the lessons that I need to teach them? Um, and what, is important to make sure that they stay grounded and understand everything that comes at them. And so, um, I just, you know, I, I learned that, you know, not to get, not to stress over things that I can't control and to continue on with the mission and towards the the purpose, the angle. Yeah. No, that's so funny that you say, I mean, not funny, but just ironic, but you know, this is over and over again, I keep hearing control what you can control. And I think that that's like what the biggest lesson that the gray areas teach you is you have little to no perceived control. Like it's all perceived, I should say. And so I think, like you said, keeping things the bigger picture, keeping the hope, keeping the light at the end of the tunnel of like what the main thing is, it makes everything else seem smaller. Um, So I'm with you on that. I think that, again, it goes back to having that community, those people who know you, they don't know the spotlight you, they know the real you. I think that is super important. I think we can also take away the fact that, um, not, not only community, but just, just family. Like you were saying, like speaking to your kids and not at your kids. So many people are being spoken at and thrown at and all these different things. So I think the fact that you take that extra step to really kind of get eye level with them, so to speak, and speak to them on what their talents and what their gift and what their purpose is, is such a huge takeaway that we can all look at as you're a powerhouse mama so, I mean, you, you've just shared like so much insight with us and, and you're such a strong woman, but you're also a humble woman. And that is a very um, becoming thing, especially in this day and age. Um, so I think you can be a strong woman, but I also think that you can have a gentleness about you. And I think you have a well-rounded balance with that. Um, and you're raising great humans that are, this is only beginning, the beginning for you guys. And I, I think, you know, you should definitely as a family take the advice of that show name of fear nothing like there's nothing to fear (laughs) and to just keep the main thing the main thing so but before I get Mm -hmm. to the end um, where I ask you you write it down I want to ask you some rapid fire questions um, just to kind of see a little bit more about you so would you rather um, 
have access to any sort of wealth or be able to read other people's minds all day? I think wealth. Yeah. Why would you say wealth over reading people's minds? So I mentioned that I'm a huge philanthropist and, yeah. you know, you can't, I, I, I don't want to ever want to judge somebody. I don't know what, you don't know what you're thinking. Your subconscious messes with you. You might be uh, affected by somebody that cuts you off on the freeway. And so your, your thoughts might not be really what your intentions are. So if I have wealth, I feel that I can open up a plethora of opportunities for other people to um, succeed or learn and grow. So yeah using it for good definitely no I agree with that and I also don't want to know like way too many thoughts I I got too much Uh, (laughs) would you rather um, vacation in Brazil or Canada Ooh, I've been wanting to go to both. I'm going to pick Canada. Canada. What, what would you like want to do in Canada? I don't really know. Like, is it, it's just a lot of snow, right? Is that, is that true? It's like skiing. I hear that it's beautiful there. <laughs> um, just, you know, there's a, there's a huge basketball culture there. Um, yeah. A lot of our uh, friends, Eliza Fisher, the Jamaican community is mm-hmm. there. So I'm interested to kind of see what that looks like. And okay. then Drake's from Canada. I mean, okay. Drake and Mikey are good friends. So that would be pretty cool. Oh yeah. See Drake, he's, he's the best. I love that, that they're friends. Who doesn't love Drake? Um, if you had to eat the same vegetable every day, what would it be? Asparagus. Yes. I'm with you. I like asparagus. Have you ever wrapping in bacon? Oh, girl. Have you ever had air fried asparagus? No, but okay. that sounds amazing. You should air fry your asparagus. That's just a little. It's like a little crispy little green French fry, but better. Uh, would you rather exactly. have ten cats or ten dogs? Ten dogs. Ten dogs. No, same by far. Do you like cats at all? I just don't like the shedding. Yeah. The cats are fine. We've had cats before, but the hair kind of drives me crazy. It's Everybody in my family is allergic to it. So, yep. yeah. I know. You know, my biggest issue with cats is they like go to the bathroom in their litter box and then they like walk around in their litter box and then they jump on counters. And so it always. There's just this like OCD in me that's like, I don't really know if I want that on my counter ever or be around that. So I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Reese Dub, we are getting to that point of the show uh, where each guest gives the audience something to write down. So what is your write it down? I would say seize every day to write your legacy. Um, Look forward with intent to make an impact using wisdom to control your narrative. Ooh. Do better and just live with purpose. I love that. That wisdom to control your narrative. Dang, that was good. We'll write it down. Sharice, thank you so much um, for just giving us a little insight into your family and what that looks like in the future. Um, and I'll just be praying for you guys. You guys um, have just so many great things ahead of you. So thank you so much for joining. Write it down. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.